0: Greetings, friends, and welcome to this week's episode of Evangeline Nation, evangelizing the nation for the best and brightest future of our country our world, and our eternal souls, and what could be more important than that. Today, we are on the cusp of October and the cusp of autumn, my most favorite season of the year, well, next to Christmas, of course, which is the platinum gold top number one season of all time, at least for me. Now, speaking of Christmas, we were reading last week about that very first Christmas, when Christ was born of the Virgin Mary at midnight in Bethlehem in the piercing cold. So says St. Andrew's Christmas Novena, which is recited each year during Advent and twice on Christmas Day. And here is that beautiful prayer to which I am referring, that Novena prayer. And it goes like this, Hail and blessed be the hour and moment in which the Son of God was born of the most pure Virgin Mary at midnight in Bethlehem in the piercing cold. In that hour, vouchsafe, O my God, to hear my prayer and grant my desires through the merits of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and of his Blessed Mother. Amen. Well, I love that prayer, and I just want to bring it to your attention because uh, we will be moving fairly quickly into the Advent season uh, when we will um, start putting that prayer uh, into practice for the 30-day uh, St. Andrew's um, Novena uh, prayer, uh, time of prayer before Christmas. So, um, Now, this uh, uh, little prayer uh, reminds me of what we read last week and um, what we are continuing to read now this week, um, which is chapter eight of the book, Mary Hope of the World, by Blessed James Alberioni, the founder of the Society of St. Paul and the entire Pauline family of consecrated um, life. So in today's chapter, we are reading about the Adoration of the Magi, or Magi. So these are the the kings that came um, bearing gifts from afar. So let's take a peek. We're starting at uh, page 95 of the book. The Adoration of the Magi. With great joy, Mary had watched the shepherds render homage to the infant Jesus. However, besides the shepherds, who were humble and simple people, great and learned men also came to adore the infant. Jesus willed to call to himself even the pagans, because he had come upon the earth for all men without any distinction of class or nationality. Mary saw the Magi, who had come from the Orient, kneel before Jesus, acknowledging his sovereignty. The arrival of the Magi in Bethlehem. The following is St. Matthew's account, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of King Herod, Behold, Magi came from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and have come to worship him. But when King Herod heard this, he was troubled, and so was all Jerusalem with him. And gathering together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. And they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem of the land of Judah, art by no means least among the princes of Judah, for from thee shall come forth a leader who shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the Magi secretly, and carefully ascertained from them the time When the star had appeared to them and sending them to Bethlehem, he said, go and make careful inquiry concerning the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may go and worship him. Now they, having heard the king went their way and behold, the star that they had seen in the east went before them until it came and stood over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly. And entering the house, they found the child with Mary, his mother, and falling down, they worshipped him. And opening their treasures, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And that was a reading from Matthew 2 1 through 11. History does not tell us who these magi were, whether they were kings or wise men, whether there were three or more, or what their names were. Tradition, however, says that they were kings from Arabia, and it even gives their names Melchior, Gaspar, and Balthazar. After the humble folk, the shepherds, there came to the manger the great and the powerful great men who yet knew how to humble themselves. When they reached the grotto, the star disappeared. There at the grotto was Mary, the morning star, who appeared then in all her splendor. Mantled in virtue and sanctity, she came forth from the shadows and presenting the infant Jesus said, This is my son. During their visit to Bethlehem, the Magi learned the entire gospel and left the grotto transformed into saints and apostles. They presented to the Virgin their gifts for Jesus, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Mary obtained for them an increase of wisdom and charity, an increase of piety and devotion. Love of mortification and of pure and holy living. According to tradition, when the Magi returned to their own land, they won many souls to Christ. They were steadfast in persecution. They spread devotion to Mary. And they shed their blood for Jesus Christ. Their bodies were transported to Constantinople, and then to Milan, and finally to Cologne where today they are still preserved and honored. The Magi found Jesus through Mary. The evangelist, uh, John, writes, or Matthew, sorry. The evangelist writes, quote, And entering the house, they found the child with Mary, his mother. That's Matthew 2.11. Well, having reached their destination, they found him upon whom their faith rested. But it was Mary who brought them to know Jesus, who showed him to them and presented him for them to adore. The gospel does not describe the graces which flooded the souls of the Magi at that time, but undoubtedly there they weren't numerous. From Mary they learned the mystery of the Incarnation, and for this reason They adored Jesus. In return, they received so many spiritual gifts, so much enlightenment, consolation, and celestial fervor that they desired labor, weariness, suffering, and death for Jesus Christ. Mary is the great apostle who brings Jesus to the world. An apostle is a person who bears such a great love for God that his heart cannot contain it, and thus he feels the need of diffusing it and implanting it in others. The Apostle is animated by the Spirit of Jesus Christ, and he wants to conquer every soul for him. Mary, mother, teacher, and queen of the Apostles, presented her Jesus not only to the Hebrews, but also to the pagans. As Mary... Let us make Jesus loved by many souls, with whatever form of apostolate is open to us. In the encyclical Summi Pontificatus, Pope Pius XII says, quote, The prayer of the Church to the Lord of the Harvest, that he send laborers into his vineyard, has been answered in a way suited to our present-day needs the lay apostolate supplements and completes the often insufficient energies of the sacerdotal apostolate. A fervent band of men, women, boys, and girls, obedient to the voice of the supreme shepherd and to the directives of their bishops, consecrate themselves with the full ardor of their souls to the works of the apostolate, in order to bring back to Christ the masses of people who have separated themselves from him. The apostolic labor performed according to the spirit of the church almost consecrates the layman to the ministry of Christ in the sense which St. Augustine thus explains, O brethren, when you hear the Lord say, Wherever I am, there also is my minister, you must not only think in terms of his good bishops and priests. In your own way, you too must be ministers of Christ by leading good lives, by giving alms, by preaching his name and doctrine to whomever you can. All of you should do this. The father of a family, for example, must realize the duty that is his by the very fact that he is a father to love his family paternally. For Christ and for eternal life, let him instruct, exhort, reprimand, discipline, and show kindness to his loved ones, so that in his own home he may exercise the function of the priest, and in a certain respect even of the bishop, serving Christ in order to be with him in eternity. Well, um, at this point in the chapter, uh, Blessed Alberioni turns his attention to looking at the life of uh, Pius IX, Pope Saint Pius IX. The name of this august pontiff cannot be separated from the name of the Blessed Virgin Mary to whom he was greatly devoted. In 1854, he solemnly proclaimed and defined from the immovable rock of the Vatican the dogma of Mary's Immaculate Conception, a dogma which, four years later, the Virgin herself deigned to confirm to the humble Bernadette Subaru in the Grotto of Massabielle. Mary carried out a special mission in regard to her beloved devotee. She protected him in the midst of every danger. She made him strong and fearless. She formed him after her own heart, instilling in him all those sentiments of charity, love, and compassion by which a father, an apostle, and a saint must be inspired. Born in times which were very sorrowful for the Church, when it seemed as though the gates of hell would prevail and Peter's boat would perish beneath the waves, This future pope entrusted himself to Mary from his earliest years, and the Blessed Virgin, who was watching over him, led him into the priesthood, helping him to overcome very great difficulties. In 1828, Pope Leo XII elected him Archbishop of Spoleto. Pope Gregory XVI, admiring his zeal and sanctity, transferred him to Imola so that there, too, he might restore the state of the church as he had done in Spoleto. In a short time, these two dioceses rose to a new life and splendor. His pastoral activities in these two dioceses were such that he was believed to be another St. Charles Borromeo or another St. Francis, and some, upon seeing him, exclaimed, There goes our future Pope. And they were not mistaken. His superior gifts and tireless zeal so impressed Gregory the Sixteenth that he made him a cardinal in 1839. He was then forty eight. A few years later, he ascended the throne of Peter. Finally, he was able to make known to the whole world his filial affection for the Blessed Virgin. And at last, the time had arrived to declare as an article of faith that which Christians of all centuries had always believed—the immaculate conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary. He zealously sought to make devotion to the Most Holy Mother of God grow in men's hearts. He exhorted, encouraged, and invited everyone, by his own example, to have recourse to Mary. And this ardent enthusiasm of his for devotion to Mary merited for him the singular protection of his heavenly patroness. It was Mary who gave him strength and courage to withstand all persecutions, and when in eighteen forty eight the revolution forced him to flee to gaeta, his sole comforts were the holy eucharist which he carried with him, and his complete trust and Mary's powerful help. On February 7th, 1878, he took his flight to heaven after exclaiming, Mother of Mercy, protect us from our enemies and receive us in the hour of our death. Well, Blessed Alberioni ends this chapter with this beautiful prayer. Pray it together with me. O Holy Mary, convert me and obtain for me the grace to love Jesus Christ above all things and to console you also by living a holy life in order that one day I may be able to see you in heaven. Well, that is um, all I have for you today from uh, Mary, Hope of the World, um, be sure to tune in next week when we dive into the mystery of the presentation of the Child Jesus in the Temple. And hey, as we turn the corner of the year and move steadily toward Christmas, I'd like to invite you to consider joining me in a deep study of what we believe and how we share what we believe in cooperation with our baptismal call to announce the good news of the one who has saved us and to bring to others a reason for the hope that we have in him. You see, we are all called to evangelize by virtue of our baptism into Christ as members of his body. And in fact, we just read about this uh, from Blessed Alberione today, who uh, spoke about... um, the apostolic labor, uh, as being, uh, one that should be performed, um, according to the spirit of the church, um, by laymen as well as those in the priesthood. We, um, enjoy the universal priesthood, uh, by our baptismal call to holiness. And so, uh, We repeat with St. Augustine who says, O brethren, when you hear the Lord say, Wherever I am, there also is my minister, you must not only think in terms of his good bishops and priests. In your own way, you too must be ministers of Christ by leading good lives, by giving alms, by preaching his name and doctrine to whomever you can. All of you should do this. And for this reason... I am inviting you right now to join us in something that God is doing, and it's called Catholic Evangelism Boot Camp. This boot camp will teach you how to evangelize your friends, family members, acquaintances, your neighbors, even your politicians, and everyone around you. I'm going to begin teaching uh, and training raising up Catholic evangelists for the church. And we're going to start with this boot camp. So it starts next week, October 5th and 6th, 2021. Um, And we will have live sessions being conducted every Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, Tuesdays and Eastern time, it's 7 to 9 p.m. This is after work for a lot of people. And uh, it's uh, going across the nation in different time zones. So according to 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern uh, uh, time. And then on Wednesday in the afternoon from 1 until 3 p.m. And that's, again, Eastern time. So you'd want to look up the time appropriate for your time zone. Additionally, there will be recordings available for people uh, who are busy, uh, uh, you know, with uh, schedules and who need uh to um, jump in with us, but who want to learn on demand, which is popular in our day right now. So we will have recordings available um, in the boot camp site, uh, that you'll have access to when you register. And you can uh, watch those recordings over and over and do the work and and reach out to those uh, you want to in your uh, sphere of influence to bring them back to faith in Jesus Christ. So, check it out at the Pauline Community of St. Joseph website. That's Pauline Community of St. Joseph. That's stjoseph.org. And when you get on that website, just click on the tab that says Learn and then select Catholic Evangelism Bootcamp, and there you'll find more information about this Evangelism bootcamp, and you'll be able to register to dive right in with us in our two-fold purpose of examining how the creed intersects with popular ideas being bandied about and consumed by us and our loved ones today, uh, those anti-faith, anti-Christ ideas, I might add, and then we will study how we can fulfill our baptismal call to holiness by reaching out to those who have fallen away from the faith and how we can bring them back to Jesus Christ intelligibly and with heart and uh, with attention and focus of the will. So Jesus Christ alone has the answers to all our problems. He is the face of the Father Almighty come to us in small human appearance. He walked among us, performed miracles so powerfully that now more than 2000 years later, everyone still knows them and talks about them. He has changed the course of history even for the most secular historian, we'd have to admit that, and he has risen from the dead, which no one else in history has ever been able to do. He is truly Lord of all creation, and he truly is the Messiah and Savior of the world, so he has opened up for us the possibility of eternal bliss and happiness after this earthly life of toil and testing, and so I want you and everyone to enjoy that. Everlasting fulfillment and beatitude, that happiness for which you were created and conceived of from, from the foundation of the world. So join us as we raise up Catholic evangelists for our age. The time has come, people. There will be a link to register in the description of this podcast, and you can also visit the website and navigate to the Learn tab and select Catholic Evangelism Bootcamp. All right, that's all for today. May the Almighty Father, Son, and Spirit recreate, bless, redeem, and sanctify you and all your loved ones now and always. Until next time, bye now.